Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here. This is The Doug Show. In this episode, we talk to Adrian Diaz, and he's a, I guess, a frequent guest on the show at this point, kind of like Marty and Christy and some of the other students from Five Figure Niche Site. And Adrian recently hit $100 per month. He's doing really well. And he sort of breaks it down. So like I said, he's been on the show a couple of times. If you haven't caught those other episodes, there is uh, probably going to be links in the show notes. So you can check them out and sort of hear the progression that Adrian's gone through. We get into the details of his site. You know, we don't share the niche or anything like that, but we talk about like content tips, link building tips, how he approaches the content and what he believes are, you know, general reasons for success of the site. So very interesting conversation. I'm not going to ramble on too much right here at the beginning. I'm going to ramble at the end of the episode and talk a little bit about financial independence. And um, I'm hopefully, I hope that I will be getting uh, a few sort of prominent financial independence or FI or FI. I'll probably start referring to it as FI at this point um, on the show because I am very interested in the topic and I will fill in some more of the details at the end of the episode. Thanks a lot to Adrian, and I will give a quick plug to his YouTube channel. I know a lot of people, um, if you're listening on your on your mobile phone and you're driving, you're not going to click over to YouTube right now, but I know a lot of people do listen to the show on YouTube and just dig YouTube in general. So Adrian has a YouTube channel. He's going to be you know, publishing more videos out there. So do check it out, and thanks a lot to Adrian. Hey, what's going on? It's Doug Cunnington here from The Doug Show, and I'm with Adrian Diaz. How are you today? Hey, Doug. Uh, I'm excellent. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And for the people that don't know you and they haven't heard of you before, can you give just a quick intro about like what your day job is and um, just kind of the earnings that you are at at this point in time? Um, of course. I'm, um, I'm working in construction. Uh, actually, I just got home <laughs> from work. And um, I'm a plant operator. And to go straight to the point, uh, last month my website made 700 plus. Uh, I can't. I don't have the the um, image in front of me, but 700 plus uh, in December. Just from Amazon, right? Just from the Amazon, exactly. And obviously, I have uh, other uh, kind of affiliate programs going on, but not not with this website. Okay. So like from one website, you made 700 from Amazon. Uh, overall, overall, how much are all your websites making? That's what we're trying to get to. Uh, well, I, it was 1,400 plus from okay, all, 1, all my earnings. Yeah. All my earnings, uh, f- you know, from other programs and all that good stuff. Okay, cool. Congratulations. I know Thank that's you. a huge milestone. You're a student of Five Figure Niche Site. And I remember um, you were lurking in YouTube videos for a little while. And then finally you enrolled back in, was it 2017? I think it was 2017, yes. Okay, sweet. Uh, and what's the journey been like? Because you were making nothing at the very beginning. And then it's like been slow growth. And now you hit 1400, which is higher than whatever I thought it was when you <laughs> shot me an email last week. Yeah, it's um, um, obviously when I've started, uh, when I've started, uh, I believe the website made 
its first sale after two weeks I've launched it and it was it was like a Christmas present because it was on the 23rd of December so I was pretty I was pretty happy about that uh, uh, and obviously that gave me a lot of uh, a huge boost of motivation to uh, actually keep working on, uh, on on the site and uh, slowly slowly the website got some uh, traction um, obviously because I was targeting low competition keywords i was manage, i was managing to um get some uh, number one positions very quickly and uh, i believe that i was having 15 articles um on page one and overall on the website when um when i hit 100 bucks per month consistently very good and you you mentioned like low competition keywords and a hundred dollars per month with just a handful of articles, something like twenty or something like that, right? Yeah, it was it was even less, it was fifteen, fifteen articles. Fifteen overall on the website, yeah. Okay. And some of them were ranking number one, not all of them. Not all of all of uh the most of them are on page one, and I had um most of them uh on top three, I would say. Um that's that's actually was well was the uh, little success that I had at the beginning. There was no competition, especially because I had uh, written some good um, how-to articles, which after that I was uh, pointing the people to uh, the reviews that I had on, on the website and um, seems like uh, uh, it worked quite well. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I was going to say a lot of people, I, I get these questions, I think you see them too, Adrian, where a lot. Pe- people are like, I've, I've had my site going for four months. I have zero traffic. I have not made a sale. I put in $4,000. Like, what am I doing wrong? They're definitely doing something wrong. And you mentioned it within two weeks after enrolling in the course, right? Yeah. Um, you, you, you made a sale. And maybe <laughs> it was lucky, but you still made a sale. So from what you know now, like, what is the, the little missing piece that some people are not getting to not make that sale earlier? I guess, um, I, I, obviously I don't know exactly what that could be, but my guess is that uh, um, some people, they might targeting the wrong keywords. Um, I've seen this a lot. Um, I, I have in the last year, I had many, many people messaging me from Facebook looking to look at the website. And they're targeting the wrong keywords. Most of the most of those keywords are actually uh, huge keywords, right? They 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 have like five thousand, ten thousand uh, monthly searches, and you could say that they are seed keywords. You know, instead of uh, uh, I don't know, best knife for um, meat, people will go straight for best knives, twenty twenty. You know, and uh, obviously that's. Uh, that's a keyword that you're not going to get uh, to rank for, especially if your website is brand new. And what do you think people are going for those keywords? Why, you mean? Uh, is that what you asked? Why? Yes. I guess, um, first of all, because they don't have guidance, I would say. And, um, and second, probably it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's human, uh, uh, greed. <laughs> I would say, oh, I want a big one. I want a big keyword. I want to make $1,000 per week right now. <laughs> so, I mean, 
it takes patience. That's that's uh, that's the secret. That's my secret, and and other people that I know, uh, they have patience. With especially when you start, when you don't know anything about this, uh, you need to have a lot of patience. Yes, I totally agree. So let's get into some of the nuts and bolts of the site now. So you mentioned you had a hundred dollars when you only had like fifteen articles, which is pretty cool because some people. They're like, hey, I'm going to publish 300 articles and I'm just going to keep my head down and do all this work. And they just kind of lose sight of like what they're trying to do. And they're just trying to do a ton of work. <laughs> I don't know why people do that. But anyway, at this point, your site's been around for over two years. So how much content is out there? How long is the content? Just tell us about it a little bit. Yeah, uh, you know, on that note that people uh, put so many content nowadays again because my guess is they don't have the right guidance. Um, they probably just heard, oh, I, 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 you know, for you to make a website and make money, you need to publish a lot of content, which is not the case, or, or at least is not always the case. Um, so my website um, right now, I don't uh, believe has more than. 55 art, hang on a sec uh, 55 articles posted um, some of them are really bad because <laughs> I haven't touched them since I launched the website and I really um, I, I didn't have the knowledge that I had that I have right now so they, they're not very well optimized in terms of keywords in terms of uh, CRO uh, they're really bad but that's the 55 articles right now posted and um in terms of how big they are uh the reviews uh none of them are longer than uh 1500 words some of them are, are even way less than that um the um how to articles again it will depend on on how much uh, information I can find out there. But uh, again, uh, they don't go over 2,000 words. Um, and the biggest articles that I have, they are the uh, type of articles, um, uh, best uh, product for user or top product for blah, blah, blah. And those uh, are quite big because, for example, if I have a top 10, Excuse, excuse me, if I have a top 10, uh, uh, like a list, like a listicle, uh, obviously I have a mini review for each one of them. And then at the end, uh, I'll try to do a buyer's guide as well. So those are like, uh, I believe the biggest one is 5,000 words. Okay. So as, as short as 1,000 words or so, and some of them are pretty, pretty long, 5,000 words. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that's that's the biggest one. Uh I don't think I have another one as big as that one. But uh, okay. you know, just to give you a range. Gotcha. Very cool. And I was just talking to our mutual friend yesterday, Marty, who hit a hundred articles on his site and he's making like north of five thousand ish per month. So, so happy for him. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, he quit his job in like September, October September, time frame. Yeah. So yeah, so super cool. And just another example, like you don't have to have a crazy amount of content. And to be, I'm part of the problem, right? Because people will see like <laughs> out of context case study information that I have to mm -hmm. 
live on YouTube and do stuff and people watch the one thing, maybe not watch all of it, and then just think, hey, I'm going to replicate that, which generally is not going to work. So just (laughs) full disclosure. I mean, you're not going to fail completely, most likely. But um, yeah, if someone's just like, hey, I'm going to copy something exactly, probably not going to work. Okay. Yeah, and I believe the problem is, Doug, as well, that when people are uh, trying to make so many articles and you don't have a team in place, uh, it's extremely difficult for you to actually optimize all those uh, um, all those pages to make sure they have the, the right keywords in the right places. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult for you to keep track of so many articles. Yes, that you know? is 100% true. Now, anything else with the content, any tips that you have? Did you write all the content, for example? No, I, I did at the beginning, but I soon decided to uh, get a writer on, on board because my extremely limited time, I have less than two hours uh, per day to dedicate to this um, business. And um, I, straight away, I got a writer from Fiverr. Then... I heard to- uh, people talking about Upwork and then I got some, some uh, writers there. But um, at this point, I'm not, I'm not writing any uh, content. I'm just uh, doing myself the introduction. So I make sure the uh, CTA, CTA is in place and, and, and the keywords and all that good stuff. And the, um, the outro. That's the only thing that I do to, to my articles. Okay, cool. And how was the quality from Fiverr? It was ranking number one, some of them. So <laughs> uh, in, terms of, in terms of Google quality, if you mean, uh, they were ranking. So the, I mean, they were good. But um, I had to touch them a little bit. Obviously, English is not my first language. Uh, so I couldn't say, hey, this article is not that good. But... Uh, um, they're not perfect, of course. They're not perfect. I mean, most of these guys that you hire, probably they're from India, Philippines. Uh, my actual writer now, she's from Kenya. So, you know, you, you're going to have some, uh, some issues with, uh, with the way they structure the, the, the phrases and all that. Um, but one thing I have in my plan to do for this year is to actually get a, someone to proofread my content before publish it like someone native, maybe uh, someone from US or from the UK at least, um, you know? Yeah, I would highly, <laughs> I would highly recommend that. <laughs> um, and I think your, you know, your mention, hey, the quality was good enough to rank number one in Google. However, that could be due to very good keyword research. Could be. It may not yeah. reflect on the quality yeah. of the article. For sure. I mean, obviously, once once I I say this many times on on the Facebook group, people they keep talking about the quality of the content. Well, I need to be like BBC quality. It doesn't have to be BBC quality, but once you rank, obviously, you need to make it good for the user. Uh, you know, so so the user can read it. You know, can leave comments, share it. Maybe um, when you know, people they go just mad over the how good quality needs to be. Yeah. And and I think, I mean, good quality is probably uh, the minimum, but (laughs) I know actually I just purchased a site recently 
And I thought the content, when I just perused it quickly, looked fine. I didn't really see anything. But once I started editing each article using Grammarly, I saw there were probably 20 mistakes per thousand words, whether it was punctuation, a misspelled word, like a typo, you know, just yeah. some transposed. And I think that like that does matter, especially it was like across the whole site. So yeah. I'm not sure I'll have to check the analytics and some other data, but I changed everything within a week, took forever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I think it does matter to like keep it clean. But I think, you know, it doesn't have to be written in a super, like, um, like you said, like ultra high quality. Yeah, I think like yeah. as long as it can communicate and there's not like clearly misspelled words that um, Grammarly can find, yeah. then you're probably okay. Well, actually, so. this is funny because um, um, actually I was talking to Marty the other day about the comment I received on my website on one of the uh, posts. Um, it's a how-to post so obviously people are looking for information on how to do a, a task and the guy said uh, adrian um after i've uh, if if i if i close my eyes and go over the miss uh misspells and mispunctuation and all that <laughs> your article is great thank you very much for your help <laughs> but you know the guy did let me know he wasn't uh you know great uh, in terms of uh, grammar and all that. <laughs> so do you use Grammarly, at least the I free version? I do okay. use it. Yes. So how, like, did you go back and check the article? Like, what's the deal? I do check the article, but the, the problem is Grammarly, uh, sometimes, um, uh, you know, when, when, when it marks the text with the color or whatever, and, and obviously that means you need to change something there, it's not always the best change. I mean, I'm not sure if it makes sense, but uh, I don't know how Grammarly works, but if you change a word in a phrase that Grammarly thinks is wrong, then the whole phrase goes, you know, is going to be even worse sometimes. Yeah. Yes, that it, it's wrong sometimes. Yes. Yeah. That's what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's wrong. <laughs> okay. It's yep. worse. It's going to make it worse than it was. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You know what? You're 100% right because... Sometimes I do see a mistake marked, and then when I look at it, I read it, and I'm like, "Nope, that's what." I'm <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay. So you still have to use your your brain. Uh, obviously, my uh, brain thinks in many languages, but still, I don't have that knowledge, like you know, like a native guy to say, "Hey." All right, we had some small technical difficulties. I think um, Adrian's using like a, a 56K modem over there, like <laughs> dial up or something. So you were just saying sometimes Grammarly isn't 100% and they mark something um, that shouldn't be changed. So that totally makes yeah. sense. I've seen that too. Yeah. So moving on to promotion and link building and all that stuff, what sort of link building have you done? Can you just talk about your approach? Um, so last time we talked, I had two backlinks to my site. Well, now I have three backlinks. <laughs> so I don't build links. Uh, you know, I might sound like one of those uh, SEOs out there, but I don't build links to my site. Um, I didn't feel the need to um, <laughs> until recently when, 
when I've started to lose um, traffic and positions because I have new competition trying to get my uh, my position. So they pushing me down on the SERP. And I believe now it's the time for me to start building some links. But overall, uh, when I started the, the website, I've done the foundational backlinks, um, social profiles, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, all that good stuff. Uh, I've done a PR as well. Um, uh, what else I've done? I've done a few web 2.0s uh, just so I can... Uh, man, so so I can dominate um, the web for my brand uh, name. And what else I've done? Oh, Cora. I used Cora quite a lot at the beginning to uh, answer questions to people. And um, blog comments. I've done those a lot. <laughs> I remember there was a time when I asked you, Doug, do you think that's a lot? <laughs> and... It was a lot. I mean, I was doing, um, I don't know, it was some, some ridiculous. I was doing some 30, 40, 50 per day. And obviously now all of them sticked. But those who sticked, uh, the good thing about those who sticked is because I went back to the websites that actually uh, I, I did blog commenting. Those websites are real blogs in my niche or related to my niche that has traffic. So uh, people will went to that blog uh, they read about blah, 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 whatever it was. And then they will go to comments and then uh, possibly they could go to my website, um, which I found that to be quite helpful. Yes, definitely in the very beginning. Um, and I think, you know, no one needs to do the 30 or 40 per day. I think mm-hmm. I probably told you don't yeah, do you that did many. Me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so w- one thing I want to, I guess, talk about is... Mm-hmm your two to three like backlinks or guest <laughs> posts that you've gotten. Yeah. And I want to, I'll put you on the spot here, right? So you have a YouTube channel too. So I'll put you on the spot. Go on. Um, so you could talk about this on your channel perhaps. Yeah. Um, so Marty, I just mm-hmm. interviewed him yesterday and he was like, I didn't spend too much time link building, but he got like 30 or 40 guest posts. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he is making over 5,000 per month now. Mm-hmm. And obviously you didn't have quite as much time as him and a few other factors. So yeah, you get a pass on that. Yeah. But you know that links help, right? It's in the course. I told you, you see other people doing links. <laughs> it's not like, I mean, there's only a couple people out there, I think, that are doing content websites that are like, I don't build links. Um, I just, you know, I just ignore it. There's only a handful. And I think they're maybe kind of pandering to people that don't want to build links, to be honest (laughs) with you. Um, The other part is a long statement slash question. The other part is I know in the course, a lot of the success story folks like yourself, Christy, Mm -hmm. um, Marty, um, there's a few other people who are like, I'm doing pretty good with content. Maybe I'm just going to keep ignoring links. And they Mm -hmm. ignore links for a long time. And eventually it's like very clear that they've spent too much time on content and not enough on backlinks. So what, Mm -hmm. and you're also a student of smart SEO folks who definitely tell you, right? (laughs) Build links. So how, how do you still justify or how did you justify up until recently that you were going to just keep doing content and no links? Well, um, uh, I, I, 
thought that I mean I, I didn't thought it was a it was proof that I was making money with you know less than less than 30 articles so at that point to me it was like why should I spend uh, you know money acquiring links um when when I can still publish content which ranks straight away I remember there was uh there was an eve uh, was an evening when I did a how to article again um and ranked like i hit publish i put it on um on the rank tracker and it was like half an hour position three so that's why i don't i don't or i didn't build links until now because i didn't need um you could see my authority of the site but uh, my site doesn't have that much authority but Google loves the site for for some reason, and uh, I didn't need it. But I know that it's a, it's a fact that at some point you have to build links. There's no way around it. If you want to compete, of course, if you want to be uh, at the top of Google, and you'll be silly to think that people who are in the same niche as you, they sleep. They don't sleep. They build links. They, they outreach. They... Uh, they do all this good stuff. So uh, it's time for me now, 2020, uh, to start build some some links, of course, to the website. Cool. Yeah. And the for people that may still not buy into it, that's fine. Because like, <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. I mean, look, uh, Google works on backlinks. Doesn't matter what you think. Doesn't matter what the other guy think. It's part of Google algorithm. Simple yeah. as that. I mean, until Google will say, come out and say, hey, listen, our our uh, AI is so smart that we don't need uh, links, you know, uh, because we use entities and semantic web and all that good stuff. We don't need links anymore. But that's going to take some time. So <laughs> it's know, basically the top ranking factor. Yeah, so exactly. like there's some other factors in there. Yeah. Yes. And it varies from keyword to keyword and all that stuff. Cool. So at some point you were like, um, in here, we'll just say it explicitly just in case anyone missed it. Mm -hmm. So basically you were able to publish stuff that would rank very high in like 30 minutes, like you said. However, yeah. the problem is that means someone can just go look at your site, do the exact same, same thing copy the content, basically make it a little better, copy mm -hmm. your keywords, get one link, one comment, no follow link, and they probably will outrank you. It's that like straightforward. And that is why even if you don't get a ton of links, even if you don't do a whole lot of link building, like if you get a handful, like you will do okay. You'll do okay for sure. I mean, obviously it has to do with relevancy as well, how relevant that link is. Uh, you know, or that page that the guy's going to build to compete with me, you know, maybe that's why Google loves my stuff because it's, it's all relevant to, to each other, all the pages and all that good stuff. But <clears throat> as you said, just, just a link, you just need a link to kick my ass, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. And, and that's like, that's part of the reason, like I outlined a, a specific way to like <laughs> do content and link building in the course and very few people follow it, to be honest <laughs> with you. Everyone thinks they know just a little better than me um, and maybe they do. Well, it's always that, that situation, professor and student, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like test it out for a little while and let me know later. So, mm -hmm. okay, moving forward, 
um, we are going to talk about your link building plan because now you have the fire lit under you. You are thinking, hey, links are a good idea. So what are you going to do here in 2020? Uh, I haven't put a plan together, but um, basically uh, what I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start uh, um, building some links, uh, a, a variety of links. Uh, obviously, I'm going to acquire some from uh, those uh, link builders out there, and I'm going to try to do some outreach myself. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, I don't have like... A, a very definite plan right now in my in my mind okay about link building cool so and you don't you're not like hey i want to try and get 30 this year or oh no that, like that since my site is kind of going you know as 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 we go <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it's 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 on ongoing um what what i what i do have uh Clearly, my mind now is that I have uh, my website has definite uh, silos. So you have uh, a keyword cluster here, keyword cluster here, keyword cluster here. So what I'm going to try to do is uh, build links to each one of those and see which one has more potential um, to make me to make me even more money. Otherwise, I'm just going to spend my money on building links, and you know, probably I'm not going to ever rank for for that big keyword. Okay. So you're, you have some silos set up and you're going to build links to certain silos and see yeah. which ones rank better. Exactly. I mean, first of all, I know that I have some products that are making me more money than the others, but at the same time, those that are not making me too much money is because they're not rank, ranking very high. So I, I need to figure out which, which, which way to go first you know i'm i'm I'm, am i gonna try to rank these ones better or i'm gonna try this one to make these ones uh, that already give me money but they are in position three uh, should i make them go position one you know Uh, how will you determine that uh i i read a i read a post about it and um it's it's just uh it's just about um uh trying to figure out on, on Amazon, go on Amazon and see those, uh, how do you call them? The IDs that I have set up for each product mm-hmm. uh, and for each page. Um, I, I think I'm going to go for the money first <laughs> for those pages that are making me money already. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll give you a free tip. Mm-hmm. You should go for the ones at three and get them to number one. Cause that'll be worth more than if you try to, get something from like number, let's say you 16. go from number 10 to number four. Yeah. Probably is not going to be worth as much. It's going from three to one, maybe exactly the same amount of work. So, um, yeah. And I think you were talking about using your tracking IDs to mm-hmm. like in, I guess, measure the revenue per page when you make exactly, changes yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But probably it'll be pretty clear when you see traffic, you know, when you go from number three to number two, you'll see a big bump. When you go to number one, you'll see like it's super clear when that happens. So usually that's better to like just accelerate on what's working versus like try to like fix um, fix things that aren't working well to get them okay. It's better yeah, to just yeah. get something working like really awesome. 
Exactly. And the difference between position two to position or position three to position one, for example, it's quite huge in terms of clicks or uh, <clears throat> obviously if you have the right uh, title tags in, you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. So moving on, how has this site impacted your life? Hmm. Well, I, as you can see, I'm still working. As I said, I just came back from work, so I, I didn't quit my job. But um, on the other hand, uh, it provided, um, it changed my life in a way that I, I didn't think it would. Uh, first of all, I, this laptop here that I'm talking about, uh, that I'm talking from, I bought it with the money that I made from the website. Um, I pay my, uh, some of the bills I pay with the money that I make from the website. So. Many times I don't touch my uh, salary, which is great. <laughs> but um, it's not only that; it's the the fact that uh, it gave me it opened the door to to such an amazing world for me. Um, you know, the marketing, digital marketing uh, space um, that no one managed to do before, and and you know, it excited me in such a in such a way that I want to do this like. 100% and I want to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, you know, it, it basically changed the vision that I have about life, I would say. Cool. And, and what I want to be and where I want to be. So, yeah, you want to talk about that more? Like, where do you want to be? You know, you, you said you want to basically do digital marketing type work. Um, yeah, oh, what, yeah, what else do you see out there for you? Uh, well, I, I see many opportunities in, in, um, in, since I speak several languages, I have the, I have the, um, um, possibility to uh, create websites in, in other, uh, niches that let's say, for example, are more pro profitable, but the competition is less, mm -hmm. um, in, in other countries. And, um, and and I I can create my own digital agency uh, in the future. Uh, obviously, um, uh, I've I've talked with some people at work if they want me to do a type of uh, lead gen for them. It's kind of referral. It's kind of still affiliate, right? But uh, you'll build a different a different type of website for them where you send uh, instead of clicks, you'll send you'll send. Uh, calls to these uh, guys and I, I can see myself working from anywhere that's that's the beauty of digital marketing uh, I, I can't wait to quit my job <laughs> so I can go to Spain uh, I have a home in Spain I have a home in Spain so I I would love to be there for two months if I want to I have family in Brazil so if I want to go to Brazil and stay there for six months I can go there you know this uh, this this is this vision that I never had before. Uh, it kind of uh, give uh, another uh, spin to to you know to my life. It's amazing, cool. honestly. I mean, I've never been so excited before about something. <laughs> Put it this way. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It's like once you are exposed to some of the ideas, and then you figure out that you can actually do it. It's not a big scam. Then, like the <laughs> all these opportunities open up and it's like probably challenging for you, Adrian, to like not do every single thing that wow, you see yeah. come down the way. Right. 
keep it focused. Yeah. Especially with the limited time, limited amount of time that I have. Uh, and this is one of the things that actually I talk to the boys that work as well. Um, it's, you know, don't say you don't have time. Don't say you don't have money. Don't say you don't have this. Don't say, just find it. Because I'm, I'm sure if you don't have time, just quit playing PlayStation for two hours. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's badly I want to, to become free, you know. Um, so, you know, put it this way, I really want to be a digital marketer, not a crane operator. <laughs> right, right. So for people that want to replicate your success, do you have any like broad tips or mindset ideas Feel free to repeat yourself from earlier. I know there were nuggets as we've talked, but yeah, any tips for people looking to replicate what you've done? Um, of course. Um, first of all, you need to think about um, digital marketing in general um, as a long-term thing, as a long-term plan um, that is going to provide you, excuse me, that's going to provide you uh, the exit, if you want, from the rat race or for, from the life that you hate, just like Marty did in September. Um, so take it with the mindset of not making money overnight uh, because you're not going to make it. Look, I'm two years into this thing and I'm not, I didn't quit my job. But the passion that I have and the enthusiasm that I have to do it is just out of this world because I want to do it. So, you know, take your time um, and and... Uh, another thing that I like to do, Doug, uh, in the last, since I started actually with, with your course is I like to read books, uh, and, and I quit, uh, watching TV and read newspapers because they have so much negativity going on. I hate that thing because it, it takes, it takes my peace of mind. So I, I read books. Uh, I made friends. That's another very, very important thing. I said it before. I said it before. Make friends. You know, when you join a course, maybe if you want to join that course or, or it doesn't matter if you join a course, there's free Facebook groups out there. Just join with the community. Talk about it because you need to be in, 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 in a community that will understand you, right? Because if you go to your mom and you explain her that you want to be a digital marketer, you will come up these ideas of scam or something, <laughs> as we all know. Uh, talk to people that understand you, right? And and don't, because uh, otherwise they will just put a cup on you. Ah, oh, no, don't do that. That's 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 stupid. Um, and then uh, commit yourself. You have to commit yourself to at least one hour per day uh, to do some whatever little task that you want to do. Um, you have to commit to yourself to at least open the laptop. That's what I do. I have a, a here in the kitchen, I have a, a whiteboard and, and I have what I want to do. Uh, I, um, I put like little notes. So today I'm just, gonna, how much time do I have? Just one hour. Okay, let's, let's create a nice picture in Canva. Sometimes it takes me an hour, sometimes it takes me less, but at least I, I, I open the laptop and I go to the business. I, I really believe that's extremely, extremely important to take little steps in order to achieve the, the bigger ones. And uh, I mean, I could talk like this forever, Doug, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, cool. it's, it's all about the mindset. As you said, you need, to, you need to put yourself in a mindset of a business person, 
not just the guy, oh, let me let me do this cool thing that, you know, they talk about, uh, make money online, passive income. No, just put yourself in the mindset of a business person because what you are building, it's a business. It's not a, just a website. Very good. Thanks, Adrian. Where can people follow you? You have a YouTube channel out there and um, tell us about that a little bit. Uh, yes, I have a YouTube channel. Thank you for allowing me to say that. <laughs> it's called Hasta la Vista Boss. Um, and it's all about, um, as I was saying uh, just a couple of minutes ago, that uh, you, you want to be around a community that's positive, that talk about the stuff that um, you want to achieve as well. So what I'm trying to do with the YouTube channel is to incentivate uh, beginners or people who never heard about digital marketing because this is if you remember in the first video uh this is the thing that i told you why the hell no one told me before what i was doing for the last 10 years you know so i want to be out there and tell people hey there's there's another way to to make money there's another way to have a, a job i mean you can be the boss you know why have the boss when you can be the boss um and obviously i'm going to talk about my journey how I started um, uh, and where I want to be. I'm going to share some tips, SEO tips that I'm learning from guys like Kyle Roof. Um, and, uh, you know, other, other helpful stuff that people are asking in Facebook groups all the time. Like, can I have two H1s? Well, I'm going to make a video. Why you should not have two H1s? Uh, you know, and, and that kind of um, help that, people I think need so far it's all positive people loved it uh, I believe I have 120 subscribers I didn't expect to have more than 10 <laughs> uh, but um, yeah it's growing and um, I I'm very excited about it that's awesome very cool YouTube has been great um, for me and I was going to let you know as soon as your channel starts growing and gets more traction then it won't be so positive and people will be mean in comments to you. So you have that to look forward to, but that's good because if you were making people upset and they went to tell you about it, at least you got a reaction. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, well, just I'm wait. First milestone, if you want with the YouTube channel, uh, obviously when you get to hundred subscribers, they will allow you to have your uh, custom URL, you know? So oh, nice. That's, that's the first victory there. <laughs> yeah. So is, how many subscribers did you need? I have 112, I believe. Okay. So you, so you could have like the vanity URL? Yeah. You'll have now, you'll have YouTube slash C slash hasta la vista boss. Cool. Congratulations. That's fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And there's like endless number of videos that you can do, like the questions you were asking. Mm -hmm. um, you could just go to nichesiteproject.com slash FAQ and do a video on every one of those. I, talk, I take all of them. Yes. <laughs> Even though I've done a video on all of them already, like people ask and then they don't read the thing. So you, you could basically just keep republishing keep the publishing. stuff. Yeah. The, the content just gets eaten up. They will. So anyway, YouTube's super fun. Um, it is a I lot, see, to be honest. Yeah. You got a great setup there. And um, I'll, I'll mention just because we got a second here, but you know, you had a nice background and everything with your logo, which I, I have nothing. I just have a mess behind me. Generally, I can make mine. you one if you want. <laughs> well, the thing is, 
I, I was like, Adrian, I don't, I don't like it. Get rid of it. Um, so in, <laughs> in his videos, like he has them, he wanted, he like had it here. And I was like, you got to get rid of it, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, anyway, check out, check out Adrian's videos. You have like a most popular video right now, like currently as we're recording Yeah, I this. think it's, um, um, uh, one about Kyle and the second one is about, um, Marty quitting his job. Awesome. Very cool. So everyone check those hundred, out. A few hundred uh, views. So I'm very happy. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Well, thanks a lot, Adrian. We will um, probably gather some questions up. We'll have you back on for an update. Um, and looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, man. I can't wait, man. Thanks a lot, Doug. Thanks again to Adrian. Go check out his YouTube channel, leave a comment on, on one of the videos or something and say, hey, I found your stuff because you are on Doug's podcast or something like that. That would be fantastic. All right. So let's sort of uh, transition and shift. I mentioned uh, FI or financial independence, and I am very interested in the topic of financial independence. I've been checking out um, a bunch of podcasts and YouTube channels and blogs and stuff like that here recently. And part of the reason is I'm hanging out with a lot of financially independent people. So it, today is a Thursday when I'm recording this. And last Thursday, I went out on a hike. I think maybe I mentioned it in some piece of content. <laughs> it all runs together at this point, to be honest with you. So it was either on a, on a podcast or it was on YouTube. So basically, a few a few people, I think there were like five of us, we went out at like nine in the morning, we hiked um, for several hours, and then uh, we grabbed some lunch. And of the five of us, three were like retired, they're financially independent. Um, one guy, he has a flexible schedule. He's uh, in sales, so he has a pretty flexible schedule. And then I, I wouldn't describe myself necessarily as financially independent because it's a, I'll put it this way, it's an ongoing debate between my wife and me. But generally, work is, uh, you know, kind of uh, optional for me. So it's pretty cool. It's a good position to be in because, um, I can go hiking on a Thursday. I mean, that was kind of the punchline. But one observation that I have is when I hear from the hundreds and uh, actually at this point, I've heard from probably well over 10,000 people, you know, via emails, from YouTube chats, from other just mechanisms out there. I know that a lot of people that are interested in side hustles and affiliate marketing really, they want to reach some level of financial independence. So either it's like getting out of debt, paying off um, student loans, just having the freedom to work a job that they enjoy a little bit more or to have more time with their family. There's different, you know, sort of levels of what people are trying to reach. But in in general, right, the common goal is someone wants to be able to choose what they do with their time, whether they want to work on a hobby, if they want to travel, if they want to have the ability to take their kid to school, take them to the doctor if they're not feeling well or whatever, right? Take care of a family member or a pet or 
there's a million different things you could do with your time. And when you have a, a full-time job and you have a boss, your options are limited. Now, I will say, and some people may disagree, but the structure often that you get from a full-time gig is helpful. I mean, people usually operate better in some sort of a structured environment. It is not easy to be an entrepreneur. Maybe it's easy for some people, but a lot of the decision points are unstructured. You don't have enough information. You don't know how things are going to turn out and you just kind of have to press forward. So with that said, having the structure is somewhat helpful. But if you do have like the leeway and you figure out, like I I feel like I've figured out pretty well, I can work in certain situations um, very well. I understand the kind of work that I want to do. I understand how much I can get done most of the time. And I do better generally if I don't have too many plates spinning. Um, So anyway, in talking to a lot of different people, folks just want to have like some freedom with their time, make their own decisions. And the financial independence sort of movement and, and people like wanting to retire early and saving enough and kind of, I guess, rewriting how they want to run their life versus like just settling for whatever, you know, job lands in your, in your uh, lap because you have a specific degree and then you just end up sticking with it. Instead of doing that, you're kind of making a decision that you want to do things your way, which is cool because then it does give you the option to do whatever you want with your time. If you want to continue building, you know, side hustles, if you want to keep working on stuff, if you want to keep growing your business, that's great. If you don't want to, and you just want to hold steady and maybe like do different things, that's great too. Maybe one, I was actually thinking of, um, picking up welding, you know, one of my friends, he, I think his grandpa taught him to weld and then he would take on just like projects from other people in our homebrew club. Cause he was a welder. He was able to you know, weld a a hood for someone that was making a whole brew setup that was going to be in their basement. So they needed to get all the steam and moisture out of there. So he built a hood for them. It was a custom welded like stainless steel hood. Looked fantastic. You know, it took him a long time to learn how to weld and to refine his technique, but he was able to to do stuff. The point is, you know, if you have freedom with your time, you can like pick up a hobby work on a project that you're interested in. You can write a book. You can hike the Appalachian Trail, like whatever you want to do, you have the option. Or if you want to, you know, just work a a gig that you enjoy because maybe you get a discount at the store. Like maybe you're a musician and you like hanging out at the uh, music shop anyway. Maybe you get some discounts. You get to hang out with people that are into music get to hang out with other folks that are into instruments and you get to, you know, just chat with people. You got a bunch of cool instruments around too. So you you have like all these options. The whole point being, I'm probably going to be interviewing um, some folks coming up. I hope that, you know, people find it interesting. I know I find it interesting and there's a huge overlap in the audiences and kind of the way I, I kind of organize it in my brain such that people that are interest, interested in like affiliate marketing, a huge, huge amount of the audience that listens to this show, 
you're interested in affiliate marketing and SEO. People, um, that's kind of a subset of like just side hustles. People that are interested in side hustles, they're often interested in financial independence. So there's a big overlap. And I think a lot of us don't know, like I was into affiliate marketing for years, never paid attention to the financial independence movement. Just in general, I kind of casually looked once, you know, my wife and I realized we were accumulating, um, we were accumulating money and we were like, well, we better figure out something to do with it. So we moved in the um, direction of index funds and just kind of conservative investments versus anything else. Cause it's kind of hands off and we didn't want to be hands on whole other, whole other conversation, by the way, like active investing and passive investing and financial advisors and all that stuff. So anyway, the call to action here is um, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts on financial independence, please shoot me an email feedback at doug.show and I will hopefully either be able to come up with, you know, great questions for the guests based on questions from you or whole show episodes. And I think, you know, that could be pretty cool. Now, I'll give you a little sneak peek. I won't drop the names of the people that I may be interviewing. I'm still kind of putting stuff together. But um, most of these folks retired like much younger than the, the normal route which I, I don't even know what the normal route is, by the way. It's like 60 some odd years old or something like that. But I mean, I could tell you when my wife and I were like looking at where we were investing at some point, I was just like, I want to not invest in my 401k anymore because you can't get that money until you're 59 and a half. I mean, you could always get to it, but you have to pay penalties, taxes, blah, blah, blah. There's always a way to get to your money. But anyway, at some point I was just like, I want to have a little more flexibility and um, I stopped putting money into uh, those retirement accounts. Maybe, you know, totally debatable whether that was a good idea or not. But I mean, at the point in time where I got um, laid off, like that went away anyway. So the good part is, you know what else? I'll leave my story for some other day. But um, yeah, generally the folks that I'll be talking to, they've either, they're on a path to retire quite early or they've retired like in their early 40s or in their 30s or whatever. The cool part about where I live now is there's sort of, there's a few people that are in that situation. So they have like flexible schedules. They can go hiking during the week. They understand like the kind of stuff that we talk about. You know, they understand some of the affiliate marketing, but you know, just being able to, um, actually just being able to take time off in the middle of the day and have a flexible schedule is huge. It's just a really, really nice luxury to have. And, um, I love it. I I love being able to go to the grocery store when it's not too crowded, man. I I hate to wait in lines. Such an old man. I'm like uh, 30 years ahead of my time. So, okay. Thanks for listening to the episode. And, um, again, if you got questions, financial independent stuff, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show, and uh, I'll put it into the list. Have a great day out there.